When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's go hour number three on a Wednesday, last day of November. A lot of football on the board today. It's Chad and Zay with you on this Wednesday, November the 30th. Hour number three starts with a Zay choice for a beat. What do you got, Zay? MC Light, Paper Thin, Instrumental. You know I do like MC Light. You know I like MC Light. Extremely, extremely talented. Uh, by the way, speaking of extremely talented, sad note from the world of music as we start this hour. My wife is a Fleetwood Mac fan from way back. She and her dad are massive fans. Christine McVie passed away today, uh, one of the members of Fleetwood Mac. So rest in peace to Christine McVie. All right, a uh, lot of stuff going on, obviously with the Longhorns. Guys saying they are intending to get into the transfer portal. That, the end of the season. Uh, B. John Robinson and others maybe looking for some postseason awards. Let's get into all of it on the Vaqueros Cafe Cantina Hotline. It is Chip Brown of Horns247.com. Check out the flagship podcast that Chip's a part of. Check out the Morning Brew article. It's there every day, and you can check out at ChipBrown247 if you're following on Twitter. That's where I found this uh, great B. John Robinson stat I'm about to hit with Chip. How are you, Chip? What's going on, fellas? Man, Chip. man we're just trying to keep it all straight. It is uh, There's a lot of football uh, coming quick, and uh, apparently yesterday was social media schedule oh, your intention for getting into the portal day. Have you ever seen anything like that? Uh, on a football team, should we expect that now in, in modern times? Well, you you can't get unless you're a grad transfer. You can't get into the portal until Monday. So I think guys are trying to, you know, let the the next school or wherever they're you know ultimately going to land give them a heads up, um, or or try to get schools interested, right? You know, uh, before they actually hit the portal on Monday. So. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. Um, you know, obviously Hudson Card is is the big one because, you know, you saw in the Big 12 how important it is to have multiple quarterbacks. I mean, look at all the teams that needed two and even three quarterbacks, including the two teams in the Big 12 championship game on Saturday. Chandler Morris started the season for TCU. Uh, Adrian Martinez started the season for K-State and Max Duggan and Will Howard are going to finish it for those two. And, and so, you know, Hudson Card came up huge for Texas, um, put a, you know, some really good games together against UTSA, um, led that field goal drive to get him into overtime against Texas Tech, and then, you know, played his best game as a Longhorn um, against West Virginia, 21 of 27 passing, 300 yards, um, you know, three touchdowns, no picks. So, uh, you know, you look ahead to next year, and if Hudson Card is is gone, 
you know, what does the quarterback room in terms of depth look like if something happens to Quinn Ewers like it did this year when he missed three games. So it's, um, you know, Oklahoma State lost Shane Illingworth, who backed up Spencer Sanders the last two years. He transferred to Nevada, and they did not have a suitable backup for Sanders. And, and their season fell apart. They lost five of their last seven games. So, you know, it's significant. And Hudson Carr deserves a lot of credit for betting on himself, coming back, um, and staying ready, staying dialed in. And, um, you know, he came up big for Texas this year. Chip, who has entered the transfer portal or who's announced it via social media on Texas thus far that you were surprised and, you know, that you saw that you said, okay, I didn't think this guy would enter the transfer portal. I thought he would stick another year with Steve Sarkeesian, but he's off and put his name out there for a university to take him. Yeah, I mean, I I get why a guy like Jameer Johnson um, would would say he's going to get in the portal uh, because you've got um, Ryan Watts coming back. Terrence Brooks sort of emerged as the heir to Deshaun Jameson on you know on the field corner side, uh, and then you've got Austin Jordan who is is coming and and Jalen Gilbo and. Heck, even Jade Barron played some corners. So I'm not, you know, I'm not surprised by any of the names I've seen yet. Uh, and it's, it's happening as Steve Sarkeesian's meeting with players this week. So typically those meetings happen and the players hear where they are on the depth chart. And then if, you know, if their heart's set on, on being a starter somewhere or having a chance to be a starter somewhere, then they're going to, they're going to move on. And um, a lot of times, uh, I think Steve Sarkeesian, other coaches are transparent in telling these guys where they're at on the depth chart so that, you know, they make the decision to move on uh, or make the decision that's best for them. And so not surprised uh, by any of the names yet. Talking with Chip Brown, Horns247.com. Chip, uh, let's walk through the logic for Xavier Worthy. There's been a lot of discussion about what he might do. He tweeted a wonderfully cryptic, calm before the storm yesterday. I thought that was fantastic. Uh, I don't know what he's doing. You may not know what he's doing either. But in terms of the, the argument both ways, uh, talk me through a little bit of your feelings about Worthy. What happened this year and how you see him moving forward. Well, I think Worthy looks at college football like the minor leagues. You know, I, I think for him it's preparation for the NFL. That's how he works. That's how he prepares. He doesn't go out. I mean, this is a guy who, um, you know, kind of is a homebody. He likes to play video games. He's, he's early to practice and takes a lot of pride in his ability to get open. And, and so – you know, I think he expected to have a better year than he did last year. He didn't. Um, he led the Big 12 in touchdown catches again, but his numbers across the board are down from that All-American freshman year. And he's got one more year left. And I think he looks at the situation the same as, you know, Jordan Addison, who won the Blitnikoff last year at Pitt and then went to USC uh, and is playing with, you know, Caleb Williams, who's probably the, 
the favorite to win the Heisman Trophy right now. So, you know, I think Xavier Worthy looks at, okay, I got one more year of college football left. Uh, where can I play, you know, with a quarterback in an offense that's going to feature me and, and my ability to get open? Because, and I think Steve Sarkeesian sort of talked about that. On Monday, I, I, I thought Sarkeesian answered that question really well when he was asked if Worthy's happy because, you know, he knows how hard Worthy works. And Sark said, we've got to improve the passing game. I mean, Quinn Ewers, 50% completion, the final five games of the year, um, five touchdowns, four interceptions, eight sacks. You know, that's, that's not good at all. And that's five games. I mean, that's almost half the season. So, um, you know, I think Worthy's trying to look at everything and say, okay, if I've got one more year left, where, where can I best be showcased so that I can, you know, maybe play myself into being a Devontae Smith type of receiver who gets selected in the, in the first round. Cause I think that's what Sark sold him on when he recruited him. Hmm. Yeah. You know, Chip, with Hudson Carr leaving now, like you said, that quarterback room is a lot smaller and people wondering about Arch Manning. Well, he's most likely going to redshirt next year. Malik Murphy, now he's stepping into that situation as maybe the backup for Quinn Ewers. Does he have any chance of leaving this year or do you think he's going to stick around? You know, that's the guy who I've said all along needs to be the bridge. You know, he needs to be the guy who um, Sarkeesian really convinces that he can help and and take him to new heights. And I, I think Malik Murphy, uh, from what Sark has said, has developed this year. He, you know, came in with that ankle injury that he suffered in December in his state championship game in California. He also hurt his hand, wrist, in a scooter accident. Uh, early in the season, but he's he's come on here in the in the second half of the year, especially during that bye week. Really, uh, when he got off the scout team and got to run some of Texas's offense, and apparently showed Steve Sarkeesian that he you know that he can do it. And so, I think this is a huge off season for Malik Murphy. If I'm Steve Sarkeesian, I'm I'm convincing Malik Murphy that okay, this is your time, and you're going to compete for the job. Um, in 2023 so prepare yourself get get ready and and let's see what he's got because you know I've said it before I mean he's not only 6'5 and two you know 230 but he's he's got this swag and this big personality that the locker room loves you know I had one source tell me he's the mayor of the team Hmm. he just gets along with everybody they're all drawn to him so you know, I'm fascinated to see what this kid can do because um, he's he's a confident, uh, you know, really engaging guy, and I think his teammates will play for him. Talking with Chip Brown, Horns247.com. Again, check out the flagship podcast and that Morning Brew article every day. Um, Chip, another guy that the locker room loves is B. John Robinson. Uh, you tweeted out recently the combined total, rushing and receiving, I didn't realize this, uh, leads the nation, if you put it together, 1894, and then his 20 total touchdowns is number two nationally. Obviously, the team wasn't able to do enough and maybe didn't use him enough to get him Heisman love, um, but he is up for the Doak Walker. 
I know you've had a lot of important votes throughout your career. I'm not sure if you have a Doak vote, but uh, if you did, would you get? Is he the guy? Is he the Doak Walker winner? I think so. I mean, you look at the way he's finished the year too. I mean, I I hate to say it, but that's important because the voters tend to be, uh, you know, a little bit of a prisoner to recency. Uh, what have you done for me lately? And and Bijan ran for over 400 yards uh, in his last two games, um, both big wins you know, six touchdowns, and, you know, this guy, I'll say it again, he has a 16-and-a-half-yard-per-catch average, mm. which for a running back, for a receiver, that's <laughs> awesome. Like, yeah. that's the best yards-per-catch average of the top four receivers at Texas, including Worthy. So when you think of, you know, Worthy as this deep threat, Bijan Robinson, because of his catch-and-run ability, uh, or against Iowa State, his downfield ability, the one-handed catch he had in the red zone, um, this guy is an animal. I mean, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't drop passes. He didn't have a single drop this year. And, and so when you put all of that together, combined with his, uh, his just you know, gritty toughness and his incredible character as a human being, um, man, it, it makes for, uh, it makes for a Doak Walker award winner. In my opinion, he's up against Blake Corum of Michigan and Chase Brown at Illinois and Chase, Chase Brown has more rushing yards than Bijan, but he also has 70 more carries, uh, on the season and a lower yards per carry average than Bijan. So I think when you kind of carve it all up, man, um, you know, Bijan may have played himself into an invite to New York. We'll see. Uh, it sure would have helped him to have that Big 12 championship game appearance. Um, Max Duggan is – everyone's watching Max Duggan to see when he's going to, you know, blow up and fall apart, and he just hasn't yet. Um, and this Big 12 title game this weekend is going to be a big showcase for him. Yeah, Jeb, I think it's Bijan's Doug Walker Award this year, but him and Roshan Johnson will be leaving. Well, Bijan hasn't announced it yet, but most likely they'll be leaving. So this running back room, now you've got Keelan Robinson. Now his uh, responsibility is higher, and we'll see how Sark uses him. Maybe he could use him like Kansas State uses Deuce Vaughn, but you got Jaden Blue and Jonathan Brooks, How and plus you got the recruits coming in. How confident are you that this Texas run game will still be really successful next season yeah I think I, I'm a big fan of Jonathan Brooks I have been since he got here I'm you know you're you're hoping that he um you know just continues to to get better because you know he averages seven yards a carry he's he's a glider he makes it look easy it's not easy he can catch the football um so you know if you're looking at your list of concerns going into next year, even though you're losing two of the best running backs in Texas history and they happen to play together, these guys are both, you know, top 16 rushers all time at Texas. Uh, Bijan, number four, uh, I, I still feel good about the running back room because of Jonathan Brooks and, um, and Keelan Robinson. You know, I think Jaden Blue's coming, but Jonathan Brooks is ready. I mean, he's ready to go. So, I think they'll be okay at the at the running back position. 
Chip, real quick before we let you go, how about Texas Creighton? Big matchup tomorrow night at the Moody Center. What are you watching for early in that one to let you know that maybe the Longhorns can do it again, get a big top ten victory and uh, and keep rolling? Yeah, this is I mean, I don't I think people are sleeping on Creighton. They have four players who are on, you know, top twenty um, preseason awards lists at their respective position, including Ryan Kalkbrenner, the seven foot one center. Um, but you know, Ryan Nemhard at point guard is up, you know, for the koozie. I mean, this is, this is a really talented offensive team. And that, that makes for a great matchup here because you got Texas, which plays that suffocating defense, top 10 in turnovers forced, um, number, number six, uh, in the nation right now in scoring defense, you know, only giving up 52.8 points per game. And then here comes Creighton averaging, you know, 51% shooting and and 84 points per game and and they have four players who shoot the three including Kalkbrenner the seven foot one kid so you know Texas defense is going to be put to the test and I think it's going to be a lot of fun plus it's a reunion for Christian Bishop who played at Creighton before transferring to Texas so you know he knows this roster and um, it's it's a top ten showdown I mean Creighton is number seven they're the Big East preseason. Uh, favorite, and if people are like Creighton, no, it's Creighton. They just beat Texas Tech and uh, Arkansas, and, uh, Arkansas in the Maui Invitational, and barely lost to now number four Arizona in the Maui Invitational Championship game. So uh, this is a Creighton team that's going to cause a lot of teams a lot of problems, and uh, and I love that Beards. You know, he starts his press conferences with his marketing update, telling fans. <laughs> Hey man, you got to get there by six. You need to park in the east garage <laughs> next to Fish Fox. You need to, you know, get your rideshare plans figured out. We need you there at tip off. We don't need you rolling in late for this one because Creighton is a is a force. So, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for this one. It's going to be good. Is Chris Beard going to be on the parking lot, like loading up tickets <laughs> on phones? Remember, you got to put the ticket into your wallet so you can scan it. Oh, like, yeah. let's go. Come on. I mean, he he deserves so much credit because he knew what he was up against in trying to get, you know, the loyalty to Texas basketball that there's been to some of the other sports on campus, obviously football, volleyball. I mean, he's he's working it like nobody's business. He did it at Tech. He knows he's going to do it here. He's already got the corral with the students. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just give him a lot of credit because he's relentless about it. And that's what it takes. That's what it takes. Yeah, no doubt. All right, we'll see what they look like tomorrow night. The number two ranked Texas Longhorns. That's Chip Brown. Check out Horns247.com, the flagship podcast, that morning brew article there for you. And follow him at ChipBrown247 for the very latest on Longhorn stuff and a whole lot more. Chip, we always appreciate it, man. We'll, uh, we'll hit you next week. All right. Be good, fellas. Thank you, Chip. Good stuff, as always. He's pumped for that matchup, uh, and we know a lot of you Longhorn fans are as well. Remember, 6 o'clock tip. Now I'm doing it, telling them to show up early. 6 o'clock tip tomorrow night. We go from 8.30 with Gonzaga to a 6 o'clock tip. Come on, got to be ready. So first, in the Gonzaga game, we're talking about everybody get your nap in. This one, you ain't got time for no nap. That Austin traffic prime time, you don't want to deal with that. I'm going to give everybody some game here. Okay. All right, so if you're coming south, from 35. Uh-huh.
before you hit all the craziness downtown yeah. and you try to hit that MLK and try to get over there to Dish Falk in that parking lot, that Eastern Garage, uh-huh. don't do that if you're going to go to the Eastern Garage. All right. Get off earlier around airport, maybe even 51, depending on how you're feeling. Uh-huh. Get off there and then go MLK from airport and then go to the Eastern Garage. There you go. Okay. Very like, sim- simple game right there. That's like just that a little idea. game. I like that from idea. An Austin Knight. There you go. There you go. See, there you go. From a Bowie Bulldog to all of you. A little help with the traffic. <laughs> help with the parking. Uh, from one basketball fan to all you guys. Now, if you come in north, I can't really you can't help. help you. That's I can't not help your you thing. There. Nope. Not, not my your thing, thing anymore. Okay. Fair uh, enough. All right. There you go. Uh, thanks to Chip for his time. Up next, why today matters on this November 30th. We got some big birthdays. Oh, massive birthdays in the sports world. A couple of hotties with birthdays as well. And unfortunately, the death of of a musical icon today. Oh, good Lord, we don't want another one of these. And before you even ask, no, I did not kill her. I'll tell you who it is next on The Horn. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. To the master or the empty rap gardens No joke on the lyric, sorry to be modest I knew I was the man with the master plan To make it wiggle and jiggle like gelatin Just think while I sing and to the bring structure Don't sleep on the edge You see something might rupture It don't take time for me to blow This one feels mind. important If you're going to sample that guy You probably know what you're doing And it sounds like they know what they're doing Oh, they definitely know what they're doing you have no chance of getting this. Nah, I don't recognize. I don't recognize it. I do. I give all the respect to what they've done here, though. I can tell it's a big time win. Well, who is it? The OG group E P M D. Ah, okay. Yeah, heard of them. Not super familiar with them. Late '80s, kind of the beginning of hip hop. Yeah, somebody requested them today. I haven't played E. EPMD in a hot minute, probably since my B&E producing days. Okay. Yeah. This is some serious old school hip hop. Right? All right. Let's see if I can corny it up real fast. Does uh, EPMD, is that an acronym? Does it stand for something, Zay? <laughs> I think it stood for the guy's names. I don't know their names. Gotcha. But, yeah. Okay. EPMD. That's good stuff. And again, if you're going to sample that song, you mu- you got to have something in mind. That's really I think well one of their done. names is Eric. With an E. Okay. So there, right. I think that's E might be e Eric. Okay. Now. Fair enough. Well, I shot the sheriff at the beginning. That's cool. Uh, all right. So EPMD joining the group along with Iron Maiden, Smokey Robinson, Steely Dan, and Queen. Yep. It's all been on the show today. If you listen to this show, you know Zay will go all kinds of directions, twists and turns, all kinds of musical styles for you. We had a, uh, even had a great MC light beat at the top of this hour. Unfortunately, there's some musical sadness in why today matters. We will get you that coming up. Quick reminder, 7 o'clock, 
Tonight, After Ball Don't Lie with Rod and Harge, you got the Longhorn Blitz podcast. 8 o'clock, it's fight night. 9 o'clock, sports guys talking wrestling. And uh, now, let's tell you about November 30th and why today matters to us. Here we go. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialist. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialist. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. Oh, there's some good birthdays to hit today, but first, unfortunately, uh, the death in music. Christine McVie uh, of Fleetwood Mac died today. My wife's a huge Fleetwood Mac fan. My father-in-law was all about Fleetwood Mac, and uh, they love those guys. And uh, rest in peace, Christine McVie, one of the one of the ladies in Fleetwood Mac, of course, along with Stevie Nicks. And no, I did not kill her. I did not say anything bad about her. How dare you even think it? Before you text me, I didn't do any. I didn't do any of that. Uh, as far as why November the thirtieth matters to uh, to us, we got uh, a few things we could hit here. First off, sports wise, the legendary Bill Walsh would have had a birthday today. If All right, you, Bill. If you're into offensive football, you need to know about Bill Walsh, kids. He would have been West not, Coast. Oh yeah, would have been 91 years old today. It's a great old school. If you don't know it, you got to kind of memorize this one. He went to San Jose State. So he was West Coast even before he was West Coast. (laughs) Uh, But what he did with the Niners was incredible. I hate to admit it as a Cowboys fan, but just revolutionized so many things. Zay, nobody used to wake up thinking you could pass to set up a run. Like Football was just set the other way for so many years, and the way that he utilized Montana and eventually Rice, but even in the early days when it was Montana and Russ Francis and Dwight Clark, and then it was Jerry Rice, and then it was Roger Craig, and then it was, oh my God, where are all these guys, John Taylor? And then it was just, where are they coming from? And he just helped to to wake up the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, he's on a lot of people's Mount Rushmore for NFL coaches along guys like Parcells and Belichick, and et cetera. And, yeah, he paved the way for that type of offense and that type of philosophy and mindset that what him and Montana did is absolutely legendary. And all the guys you just named, yeah, big-time legendary coach. Yeah, if you want to see an all-time butt-whipping, all phases – it's always going to be Super Bowl twenty four, I believe. What that would is what that would be. Niners over the Broncos, fifty five ten, when they shredded Damn, Elway's LA. group, and they embarrassed that crew. It was incredible to watch, man. They just took them apart. They were indoors in a dome, so everything was temperature controlled, and they killed them that day. I believe I'm right on that number. I feel like it was Super Bowl twenty four because twenty three would have been the Bengals game. All right, so happy birthday to Bill Walsh today. Also, you want to talk about freaks? He was a freakishly good coach. How about this freak? In my life, there are two guys you mention when you say dual sport freaks. One's Dion, the other's Bo Jackson. <laughs> and Bo hits the 6-0 today. Damn. Bo is 60 and he can still whip all of your asses and he's better with a bow and arrow than most of you. Of course, it was Auburn, and it was a Heisman Trophy, and I just wish I could go back in time, Zay, and get either Bo to stop on that play with the Bengals or get the Bengal guy to tackle him a little differently. It was the stupidest basic-looking tackle that just kind of did something to the hip, and Bo was never the same. But I'm telling you, he was going to – I still to this day believe he was going to end up in both Hall of Fames. It's incredible. He was going to go Canton, Cooperstown. I, I can't guarantee you. But I can guarantee you. Yeah, I mean, think about 
the running back position and what that does to your body for him to say, all right, well, season's over, time to get ready for baseball, and then be just as good, maybe if not better, in that sport. Like you hear about pitchers talk about this guy and say he was just an absolute villain to face on yeah. the mound. And then how do you tackle that guy? If you're a linebacker and you're getting ready to play those Raiders teams, like, okay, we got to tackle this nuts dude. I yeah. mean, you saw how he was in Tecmo Bowl, the video game. He was oh, a legend yeah. in that. Like, he was incredible. I'm telling you, one of the proudest moments I have as an A&M football fan is the day they beat Bo Jackson in a bowl game. When he won the Heisman, there was a stretch of years where A&M's defense stood up against some Heisman winners and got victories. Bo rattled off like a 65-yarder at one point in the game, but the rest of the game they kept it under control, and A&M won like 35-16. I was so proud. I was so amazed. <laughs> I went in that game terrified. I've been watching Bo all year. I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to run all over us. He's going for 5 million yards. Are you crazy? But the, and, and, you know, thankfully – the Aggie defense stood up that day, but Bo Jackson was a machine, and uh, so happy birthday to him, man. He was awesome. And the best baseball story that I ever heard with him was Ted Williams said he was walking through the Kansas City Stadium, and he heard a sound from somebody taking BP, and he had to go see who it was because the only other time he'd heard the sound, it was DiMaggio making the sound, mm. and it was Bo by himself just taking some BP. Crushing balls. Different crack, man. Isn't that crazy that Ted Williams heard that differently? The one where he ran up the wall, remember that one? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was absolutely silly. Bo Jackson, 60 years old today. Uh, the two hotties I referenced, same exact age. Kaylee Cuoco from Big Bang Theory and some other things. Yeah. And, and Chrissy Teigen are exactly the same age. Oh, okay. How about yeah, that? Shout, shout out to John Legend. He's doing yeah. very well with her. And Kaylee, I'm not a big Big Bang Theory guy, so never really okay. got into that with her. But, yeah, she looks good. She's nice. Sure she does good work, good actress. She's kind of the queen the queen blonde for us nerds in a lot of ways. Oh, okay. If you're like a scientific-y kind of, you know, super superhero movie, comic book kind of nerd, she's kind of become our queen. Yeah, because she was the, with the nerdy dude in the show, right? Exactly. Yeah. It made us all she believe. She gave y'all hope. It, it, exactly. She gave us all hope. <laughs> That it could have been us. Uh, and Chrissy Teigen, how about this? She was born in Utah. I didn't realize that. Mom is from Thailand. Dad is an American but also has Norwegian Yeah, she's roots. different. I don't see too many women that look like Chrissy Teigen. Thailand and, Nor- and Norway and a little bit of America. That's yeah. how you end up with Christy. Te- and I Christy like the Teigen. cheeks, too. A lot of people say they don't like the cheeks. I like the cheeks. It kind of makes her. It makes her always look happy. Yeah. She always has that great happy look. And you know what? She also made... She and LL Cool J made that weird uh, lip sync show, a show I actually watched for a little while. Somehow. The show wasn't bad. Is it weird? I, I never thought I'd watch a show like it that. It always depends on who's doing the lip syncing. Yeah, but my wife would let me know what's coming on, and I would sit there and watch full 30-minute episodes of it, and she always helped me. I don't even know. We, she was just kind of like the, the hype man for the whole show. Yeah. She'd always end up saying something funny. LL was good, so yeah, I like that. So happy birthday to Chrissy and to Kaylee. Also, Zay, it is a couple of national days. It is National Moose Day. Are you into the food, moose? Like chocolate moose? Correct. Uh, depends. I got to have me a good a la mo with it, you know, some good ice cream mm. to top it. Wow. Yeah, you know I'm bougie with it. When it comes to that food, does sound I'm bougie. mad bougie. Moose, moose is way too bougie for me. I do not eat moose on a regular basis. I won't order it, but if it's in front of me with a good vanilla ice cream, it could be on point. I don't, I don't do much fancier than pudding. <laughs> All right. 
If you got pudding, we can talk. But uh, moose, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like classic Jello pudding, like yeah. Cosby pudding pop. <laughs> Never, never did the pudding yeah. pop. No, no, I'm so old school. Just putting in a bowl. I don't need. I don't need to get a stick involved. <laughs> Vanilla pudding, banana pudding. That's all I need. I was never into chocolate. Never into the chocolate pudding. Uh, but I'll, I'll do. I'll do those others all day long. It's also National Meth Awareness Day. So if you know anybody who's like hooked on meth, you might want to deal with that. Pete Davidson. Is Pete Hope on, he's doing good. Is Pete on meth? He looks like it. Mm. I'm just salty of how he's getting all these beautiful women while looking like a meth head. Because you can't tell me he don't look like he's on meth. He looks, I know he's not, but he doesn't look like he's well. He looks like that's a great way to say it. He does. He looks like Charlie Sheen has looked for about 15 years. <laughs> you just think something's wrong. Yeah, and I right? see him in all of these commercials and stuff, getting this Taco Bell money, yeah, how about him all the these Taco beautiful Bell women now? and yeah. stuff like that. And I'm like, yo. Is this guy not snorting lines in the bathroom any chance he gets? Or I said this on his birthday. Hitting the wrist, hitting I, the arm. I said it on his birthday, too. Go, go to his Wikipedia or whatever. Go look at the list of women. It's crazy. There's a couple people know. Like, you know who Kate Beckinsale is, and you know who Kim Kardashian is. Yeah. But go look at the full list. Go look at the, tr- as they track it through. There's a name of, like, a model you've probably never heard of, but go look at her picture. Oh, Derek Jeter's tapping his You're hat like, to wow. Pete Davidson. Like, Come on, Pete. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah, yeah the a, man pulls. It's impressive. Impressive. All right, there's some reasons why today matters to us. November is almost over. Mac Brown says they'll remember November. Will they remember Mac Brown's team as a conference champion? I think they're a part of that ACC title game, aren't they? On Saturday night, we'll be setting that up for you as the week goes on. Big 12 game members, 11 a.m. on Saturday with the Purple Crew, TCU, and Kansas State. We've hit college football today from a couple different angles. Up next, it's stems and seeds. Before we get out of here, I'll give you the soccer scores from today and a little bit more. This is the Horn. So you want to be a gangster. All that smoke any motherfucker don't even trip. It be hard as hell. Take whatever you want. Punk suckers want to front. They get done because you a gangster. Nothing more, nothing less. Put my this is the songs I kind of get skittish on air, but I want to hear the song, man. I, I would love to hear the unedited version of this. Should I know this? No. Okay, that voice should not be familiar to me. Not to you. To hip-hop heads. Yes. Okay, who is it? Too Short. Ah, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oakland's finest. Oakland's finest. Yeah. What? So you want to be a gangster. It's good. That's a that's great. Every, no, everything about that start was fantastic. I just need to hear the swearing. Uh, too short. EPMD, Iron Maiden, Smokey Robinson, Steely Dan, Queen have all been on the show today. Oh, yeah, we took the full ride. There was even an MC light beat in there. Uh, lots of stuff going on today on a Wednesday. We're about to wrap up November. As crazy as that sounds, we've got championship games coming up, championship week in college football, and kind of a weird – you can't plan for this, but it's like an argument for do you really need to be playing these championship games? Because – People have been asking us today, but well, what if this team loses, this team loses? Every answer, Zay, when somebody says, well, what if these teams lose? I always come back to the same thing. Well, then Ohio State's in, but you're not going to kick Michigan, TCU, and Georgia out. No. I can't. I mean, Reese Davis said this last night. Like, if K-State beat TCU 48 to nothing, 
I guess we'd have to take a second. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a serious problem if that happens. Right. So then you just have to start asking, okay, what if TCU and, you know, if TCU, USC, and Michigan all got busted up, just absolutely tore up? Well, at that point, you're probably still not kicking Michigan out. I don't know that you're kicking TCU out. I still think it's just Ohio State replaces USC and you move on. Yeah. Yeah, but the Pac-12 has been a lot better than what people thought it was going to be. Yes, so, and specifically USC. Yeah, I didn't yeah. think Oregon State would have the season they would have. I didn't think Washington would have the season they had. Both of those teams definitely overachieved. Washington won 10? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. And if Rising and that crew rise up and beat USC, that would be the ultimate end to the Pac-12 For the season. the second time. That, that's how you know right. you've got to get them out of there. You can't be losing the teams twice and then yeah. make the playoff. That's, I'm not with that. And that's why USC's got to get the win. I'm rooting for the Big 12 and Pac-12 to have representatives. We've got to start spreading out our mindset in this sport. We can't be living in a world where you believe that only the SEC and the Big Ten are playing good football because yeah. it's not true. Right. You're lying to yourself if you're doing that. All right, let's get into uh, stems and seeds before we get out of here. No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. Today in soccer, they are in extra time, but Argentina is handling Poland 2-0. Mexico up 2-0 on Saudi Arabia. They are in extra time, just past 90 minutes. Earlier, Australia got by Denmark 1-0 and 1-0 Tunisia over France. I will send you to your tables to figure out what that means in uh, for games coming up. Remember, the U.S. team will play Netherlands Saturday at 9 a.m. on Big Fox. And Christian Pulisic, Captain America, says he will play with the bruised business. Come on. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, you don't get these opportunities often. The World Cup's every four years. So if you're able to play, get out there on that field. And now you're in basically the Sweet 16, have a chance to make history. I feel them. Go play, dog. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, We'll check that out on Saturday morning. Uh, Zay, earlier you said you didn't have a pick yet on Dripping Springs and Vandergriff. You got a gut for me right now? Nope. No? Ask me on Friday. Ask you on Friday. Yeah. Okay. All right. Man, I've been trying to figure it out myself. Three points the first time. They were that close back and forth. I got to give Dripping Springs a little bit of an advantage just because they pulled it off the first time. And they did it on Vandergriff's home field. But I think it's close. Very close. And that Vandergriff team is going to be really different. I just don't know how much, like how different are they really going to be from game one. That's what we've got to find out. How varied can the Vipers be? Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a hell of a game. I don't know if anybody has a home field advantage. I mean, Gupton Stadium's closer to Vandergrift technically, but those Dripping Springs folks, everybody in Dripping will be making that trip again out there. They made the trip to Vandergrift. I remember that part. That that side was – it wasn't full. They were there, though. And we saw them when we went to the Bowie game. Yo. They were there. At the West uh, at the Westlake game at Drip, I swear the whole town was there. It <laughs> took me about an hour to just to get out that parking lot. I was hot, dude. But, I'm telling you, another hey, they're loyal. Yeah, they definitely are. Also, a quick thing to watch in that game: third and long. Novasad must have converted what felt like 15 third and 15s to a Vandergrift fan. Get him off the field. Third and 12. 
came up with a pass. Third and 11, came up with a pass. Third and 14, boy, the defense is doing well. He came up with another one. Got to get him off the field. All right, we'll talk more about that game as the week goes on. You got Rod and Harge coming right up with Ball Don't Lie. Then tonight, more Longhorn football talk and thoughts. Longhorn Blitz podcast at 7, fight night at 8, sports guys talking wrestling at 9. Enjoy your Wednesday. We'll talk to you tomorrow. It'll be December by that time. Hard to believe. Chad and Zay, and this is The Horn.